Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's see, that I've got off, I think. Is this, am I on? Can you hear me easily? PA, go ahead and have a seat. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to uh, Nehemiah chapter 8, and uh, we'll read verses 4 and 5 there, and then we'll read some other verses uh, as uh, probably without you turning to them, because I've got them printed out here. I'll be able to find them a little more quickly. Uh, let's see, Nehemiah, I'm chatting as I go. Uh, I'm mixed up. And I'm, I am mixed up. There's Nehemiah. Finally found it. Uh, chapter 8. And I was just looking at it a minute ago again. But anyhow, it's exciting to be here. I appreciate being a part of uh, Commonwealth Baptist College and a part of Clays Mill Road Baptist Church. Of course, uh, the college is simply a ministry of the church. Uh, it's an honor for me to work with Brother Fugit. Uh, appreciate his leadership day to day on the college. It's always nice. Uh, some of you assistants relate to that. You know, it's always nice when you get the big problems to have somebody call and say, "What do we do now?" And uh, sometimes you got an idea, but it's still nice to have somebody you can call and say, "Your name's up there at the top of the letterhead. You get to make the final decision." And uh, anyhow, it's it's a blessing to be here. I appreciate Brother Fugit's leadership uh, in fundamentalism, the stands that he's taken. And uh, his stand for the old-time uh, fundamentals of the faith and uh, the old-time methods of the gospel. Uh, he talks some and is referred to in sermons. Uh, we work so much on the face of fundamentalism recently that we're almost losing the heart. And uh, and I like that statement. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm for having a good face. Uh, I mean, after all, when your face looks like this, you know, I mean, the rest of you try and do the best you can. And uh, but I'm, I'm for having a good face, and I think you ought to work on your face, and I think you ought to work on the face of your buildings. I think you ought to look sharp, and I think, you know, I mean, we're in the 21st century. You ought to have your computers and uh, all those kinds of things, and Internet, and we have all that and teach computer classes everything else. But the heart of fundamentalism is soul winning. And, uh, you know, we're not out to impress the world. We're out to convert the world. Uh, we're trying to get people saved and get them in to serve God. And, and this is just kind of introduction. But anyhow, I appreciate the stand that Brother Fugit has taken in fundamentalism today. appreciate the uh, stand that he, and the personal be- blessing he is to me in my life. I'm glad to have him for my pastor. I'm glad to go to him for counsel and uh, appreciate his love and his love for the staff here and the church members, the college students, all of us. We do have a good college. And uh, got I got make sure I keep my finger in there I'm not, or put a piece of paper. There we go. Not going to lose Nehemiah again. We do have a good college. We've got good students, and they, they love the Lord. Uh, they're not perfect. But if lead it. And uh, it's a, they love the Lord. They're trying to serve Him, trying to grow. And it's a blessing to be there and uh, appreciate all of you that are here tonight from the student body. Nehemiah chapter 8, we'll read verses 4 and 5. Ezra the, and Ezra the scribe uh, stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood uh, this fellow and, and Shema and Anna, Ananiah and uh, Urijah and somebody else and a few more uh, stood around him. And Ezra opened the book. 
in the sight of all the people. Now, that, that's not a new version. I just didn't work on those pronunciations. Uh, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he, he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. I'm going to preach to you about purpose. Uh, I was uh, captured, my attention was captured reading that verse there in Ezra 8, the pulpit of wood which they had made for the purpose. Uh, somebody made that pulpit of wood on purpose. Uh, let's have a word of prayer. Father, I pray that you would bless. Holy Spirit, all is vain unless you come down and fill this auditorium tonight, work in hearts and lives. Don't be out in the parking lot. We need you in here, Jesus. Help us, empower us, fill us, speak to hearts while we speak to ears. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Ezra had made, they had made that pulpit for a purpose. Uh, somebody didn't just decide, well, you know, I think I, I, I like woodworking. It's a nice hobby. I think I'll try this. And uh, I kind of always wanted to make a pulpit. And uh, there'd be something good to do. And I, I'd like to make a nice looking one. And uh, it just, uh, you know, look good. And uh, I'll put a nice shine on it. Maybe some people will compliment me on it. And, uh, you know, it's just something I kind of always wanted to do. And I, I thought I had this pulpit done. No, that per- pulpit was made for a purpose. It was made actually for the purpose that it was set out. And if that pulpit was used for anything else, it was missing out on what its purpose was. I want to talk to you tonight about a purpose for your life and a purpose for living. I mean, you and I, you know, we're better than a pulpit. We were made for a purpose. And if we're not fulfilling the purpose for which we were created, we're missing out on what we're supposed to be doing in life. Bible talks a good bit about purpose. Uh, Isaiah says, Isaiah 1.11, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or lambs or of goats, and so on. Uh, Jeremiah 6.20, To what purpose cometh there to me incense from Sheba and the sweet cane from the... Hey, why are you doing this? God says. I mean, you're going through the motions and you're doing these things, but your heart's not right. And uh, you're missing out. I mean, you're, you're going through the motions, but you know, what's the point? If your heart's not right, there's no point in going and offering these sacrifices. i got all the bullets and smoke and everything else I need. God says there, Isaiah and Jeremiah, it, there's a, there ought to be a purpose to what you're doing. And going through a ceremony without having a reason for it or without your heart being right isn't going to accomplish anything. There needs to be a purpose. As you think about your life, uh, you know, that pulpit was made for a purpose. It wasn't made just look good. It wasn't made just so that somebody could brag about what he had done. It was made for the purpose of having the man of God stand upon it and proclaim the Word of God. That was the purpose of that pulpit. You and I are made for a purpose. Look, you, I, I talked to a lot of young people. I've been traveling now four, three, four summers uh, with a tour group and out and preaching, of course, at the college and everything, work with young people a lot. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you talk to young people, and as far as that goes, you talk to middle-aged people, old people. And they say, well, you know, I just, uh, you know, I think I've always wanted to do this. I, you know, I think it'd be fun to be a uh, doctor. You know, everybody thinks it'd be fun to be a doctor. I'm not sure they really think it'd be fun to do all that work. They're just thinking it'd be nice to make a lot of money. But I, think it'd be, I, you know, I've always wanted to go into nursing, or I've always wanted to go into teaching, or I've always wanted to be a bricklayer, I've always wanted to be a farmer. And uh, I think that would... I'm not opposed to you having fun in life. 
I'm not opposed to enjoying life, but life's not about you and I figuring out what we want to do and having a good time. Life's about a purpose. And uh, yeah, if you're serving God and living for Him, God, you'll, God will see to it you enjoy it. There's nothing like the joy of being used of God and feel like, hey, I walked up to that house today and those people are on their way to hell and I'm going back to my car and now they're on their way to heaven. Yeah. Glory to God. Hey, that's, that's, that's enjoyable. Yeah. Nothing like being used of God or teaching or preaching or counseling. Had a young lady come to me this afternoon, yeah, this afternoon, I think it was. Said, Brother George, they were talking about, you know, people who've messed up. If you mess up, you know, then, you know, she said, you know, I've, I've messed up some. Can God still use me? Is it too late for me? And it's a blessing to say, oh, absolutely not. You're here. You're wanting God to use you. It isn't too late. God's got a second chance and praise God. In my life, He's a second chance, third chance, fourth chance. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys never sinned? So anyhow, I, I talked to her and she had a smile on her face as we finished talking. She said, oh good. It's not too late. And she was happy for that and I was happy. I felt like God used me there. And God, I mean, you enjoy doing what God wants you to do. But life isn't about you and I figuring out what we want to do to make us happy. You weren't made to be to, for your pleasure. I wasn't made for my pleasure. I wasn't. You, you weren't made to make money. That's not the goal of life. I mean, you know, I mean, nothing wrong with having money. I, you know, it's nicer to have it than not have it. My wife and I got married. We feared we were going to mission field, living in a mud hut with a dirt floor. And you know what? We're still willing to go. But that wasn't God's will. No reason I ought to live any better than that. Just because I happen to live in this country, I do. I live very comfortably, and God takes care of us, and the church and the college take care of us, and, and, and we live comfortably. But, uh, but I don't need to. And living comfortably isn't the goal of life. Well, my goal is to, you know, I, I got to make a lot of money. You weren't made to make money. You were made for a purpose, and that purpose is to serve God. I was made for a purpose, that purpose is to serve God. I, I enjoy what I'm doing. I have things I enjoy in life. I think I'm pretty normal. I enjoy sports. Played some of them, wrestled a little bit in high school, played pick up, you know, enjoy pick up basketball and softball, baseball games, little league, all that when I was growing up. Enjoy watching sports. My son and I went down to the Kentucky Vanderbilt game last night. Uh, night before last, last night we were in church. Night before last. We were in church like, you saw us here. We were here in church. Brother Fugit, I was here in church last night. Night before last, I went down to what's a lot of people's church, I guess. Rupp Arena, 24,000 and something in there. And, uh, you know, we, but I enjoy doing that kind of thing. You know, we sit up there in the balcony and look over with your binoculars. You can about see what's going on down there. And I know, and you see well. 
Because every time the refs made a mistake, I could tell it. And uh, all of us up there could. But uh, anyhow, I, I mean, but the purpose of life isn't, a, isn't basketball or football. I, mean, I, I talk to people sometimes now. You know, I'm getting older and some of my friends retired. And I'll say, you know, they'll say, oh boy, it's wonderful to be retired. And I say, why? Well, you do whatever you want. I thought, well, that sounds good. I'm doing pretty much what I want to now, but whatever I want sounds good. And I said, well, you, well, I took a walk this yesterday morning, you know, and I walked out through the park. And I thought, well, I like walking in the park and the woods. And I saw these birds. And I thought, well, that's interesting. But at some point you say, so what? What's the point of that? Well, I sat in another park. I watched the waves crash up on the rocks. It's beautiful, and and I enjoy that. But at some point, you say, "What's the point?" And uh, you know, you and I'm thinking, I want to live. I was made for a purpose. I wasn't made to relax. I wasn't made, now you got to relax some in the middle of life and all that kind of thing. And that's what I said I did when I went to the basketball game the other night. But I, I, I enjoy relaxing. I mean, you got to relax some. But, but that in the purpose of life, you relax so that you can get refreshed so you go out and serve God. Purpose, your, your purpose, you finish up high school, and, you know, one of the best, oh, God's called me to make money. I think, I, you know, God's leading me to be a millionaire. I, oh, you've surrendered to be a millionaire then. That's wonderful. And I'm thinking, you know, I, just, I just wonder about some of those surrenders. Now, God may make you a millionaire. I don't know. But the ones that have done it and have given didn't set out to do that. They set out to serve God and work hard and got saved, got right with God later in life. They got saved, got right with God later in life, and they kept going and gave millions. But uh, you know, your purpose in life isn't to make money. Your purpose in life isn't to make, isn't to relax. Your purpose in life is to glorify God. And uh, you know, you look at other verses about perfect. Uh, Acts eleven twenty three. Who, when he, that's Barnabas, came. And had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all with purpose of heart. They would cleave unto the Lord. Brother Young preached, yeah, preached about cleaving to the sword this morning. And hanging on to it. With a purpose of heart. As far as that goes, there's no point in just hanging on to it. Just, I, I got it. What's the purpose? Somebody, you preached about that. Somebody, yeah, somebody did recently, maybe it was Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday night. You know, so I've, I've got it. Well, the purpose is do something with it. Get somebody saved. Uh, get you know, help somebody live for God. Uh, get something done with it. Acts twenty six sixteen. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose to make thee a minister and a witness of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. I have appeared for this purpose. There was a reason for it. Romans 8.28, we know all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Amen. Who has saved us and called us, First Timothy 
who has saved us, Second Timothy 1.19, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Jesus had a purpose. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For he, the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hey, Jesus had a purpose. God has a purpose for your life. God has a purpose for my life. Purpose for your life is different than the purpose for my life. My life, purpose for my life is different than the purpose for his life or his life or his life or anybody else's life. In the, in the details of it, the big purpose is to glorify God and serve Him. As far as that goes, your purpose in life is not to get married. Now, I'm in favor of marriage. Been happily married most of almost 40 years now. We will have been married, we'll be married 40 years on August 2nd this year. Most of that's been happy. And, uh, that's pretty good. I'm in favor of marriage. But that's not my purpose in life. My wife and I met when I was down at Tennessee Temple going to school. Dr. Robertson was running it. Different school then than it is today by far. 1970 uh, or so, 71. We, met, we were married in 71. Met down there and uh, at a visitation supper where we went out soul winning and visiting. And uh, our purpose is to glorify God. A part of God's plan for the purpose in our life was that we work together to accomplish His purpose. I'm in favor of marriage, but that's not the purpose of life. I'm in favor of having children. My wife and I have three. They all love the Lord. They're all serving Him full time in the ministry. All happily married to somebody, at least most of the time, to a mate that loves them. Nah, you're, you're married. It's not quite happy every minute of every day for 40 years. But they're happily married and serving God. But the purpose of our life isn't to have children. We've got almost nine grandchildren. And we enjoy them. We love it. It's great. You spoil them. You do good to them and so on. And you send them home. It is wonderful. That isn't the purpose of life. That's part of God's plan for our, to carry out the purpose. Does that make sense? It's, a, it's part of what I'm doing. How am I going to glorify God? My purpose is to glorify God. I should glorify Him by a holy life. You ought to live by standards. You ought to live by the right kind of music we heard this morning. You ought to live with the right Bible. You ought to live with the right clothing. You ought to live with putting the right things into your body. You ought to keep alcohol and drugs and cigarettes and all that kind of stuff out of you. It's just going to mess you up. It's going to hinder you in fulfilling the purpose for which you were created. I don't want to do anything that will hurt my ability to serve God. Filling my body with that kind of stuff or my mind with what I get out of rock music or the pornography on the internet or anything else, but that's, that's going to hinder me in fulfilling my purpose. As far as that goes, if my purpose is to serve God, there are things that aren't sinful that would hinder me in fulfilling my purpose. As far as that goes, Satan doesn't care why you don't do what God wants you to do. He just doesn't want you to do it. 
You know, if he can keep you from going out soul winning by getting you in a bar, he's happy about that. If he can keep you from going out soul winning by getting you to sit and watch football and basketball and everything else all day Saturday, he's glad about that. Doesn't care, nothing wrong with watching football and basketball, I don't think, anyhow. But, uh, but if he can keep you from going soul winning or whatever that way, he's glad about that. You ought to live by a purpose. Your purpose ought to be to glorify God. Your purpose ought to be to get more. Our purpose ought to be to get more people to glorify God. By winning souls and sending your, sending your life around trying to accomplish God's will and serve Him and glorify Him. Again, as you, as I talk to people my age that are retiring and they tell me what they're doing, I'm saying, so what? Why? I mean, what's the purpose of it? As, you're ta- as I talk to young people, well, I've always wanted, I've just kind of always wanted to, you know, draw pictures. So I'm going to be, uh, I've always liked computers, so I think I'm going to be a computer engineer. And, uh, you know, that's God's will for your life. God bless you. I mean, I'm, I'm not, but it's not about, well, I just kind of always wanted to do this. There's a purpose in life. Well, if I were a computer engineer, I'd make a lot of money and then I could, you know, have a nice house and I could have a... But having a nice house and everything doesn't count a whole lot if you don't have anything in it. You don't have a home in that house. Doesn't mean much. Nothing like the joy of serving God and living for Him. But as far as that goes, you don't do it because it brings joy. You do it because it's right. I'll serve Him, glorify Him. He died for me. I owe Him something. He saved me. I'm on my way to heaven. Now He brings me joy and He meets my needs and He cares for me better than I deserve. But I ought to do it because He, he died for me. He, he, I, mean, I belong to Him. I, I work for Brother Fugit. I ought to do what He says. He pays me a salary. It's just right. Why would I, why would I not do what he says when he's paying me? Why would I be critical of him if he's paying me? I, I, I say sometimes, you know, I can find people who criticize me without paying them to do it. I don't want to hire staff. They're going to go out and be critical of the work here or whatever. I, mean, a, I can find a lot of people to be critical without paying them to do it. Well, God owns me. He paid for me. Why would I want to go out and be critical of Him or not serve Him with my life? just doesn't make any sense. Now, He does give me joy and He treats me well and it's a blessing to serve Him. But your purpose ought to be to glorify God. Your purpose ought to be to get more people to glorify God. Our purpose ought to build church, ought to be to build churches. That's God's plan for how to reach the world and help Christians to grow. And you not you say, oh, you're talking about being a pastor? No, I mean, as far as that goes, you can help build a church as a teenager. Say, how would I do that? Bring another teenager. Bring your parents. Somebody said to me the other this today, I think maybe over. He said, we're reaching the teenagers. We're having a hard time getting the parents to come. That's how your dad and you built the church in Hazard, wasn't it? They said, but you know, we're getting some of the parents to follow along now. And he said, you know, why not? They follow the kids to the soccer field. They follow the kids to this and that and the other that's going on. Why shouldn't they follow them to church? 
May as well. You can build a church as a teenager. You can help build it by living right and doing right. Encouraging your friends to do the same. You can build a church as a layman. You can build a church as a pastor. Our purpose ought to be to help save this country. I'm sorry. Uh, Our purpose ought to be to help save this country. I believe that God spares nations in response to the righteousness of His people in a country. I think what's happening in a meeting like this, much more important what happens in Washington or Madison or any place else, God judges and spares societies either way according to the righteousness of His people. I mean, that's what this is all about. Trying to breathe a little more life into this thing. Trying to get a few more people that say, God, I want to serve you. I want to live for you. I want to try and do what I can to make a difference in this country. Some of you finishing up and you're in high school, junior high, and you're you're finishing up high school. Why don't you say, I want to do something with my life. I want to do something, make a difference for God. You got all life in front of you. You can pick what you want to do. You're not like a Russell Anderson that got saved after he was older and in business and every, you know, in the middle of everything. You're 16, 18 years old. You got, you got everything in front of you. There's nothing like the joy of serving God. You know, as far as that goes, I didn't have, you know, but it wasn't like I got into this because it was all I could do. I mean, I did graduate from Princeton. I had a few other opportunities in life and time to time. I thought, what's the point? Got an email letter today from my best friend that I graduated with, Christian Mann. Been a missionary in France 30 years or so. Same age, could be retired. Still serving God. Flying back and forth, teaching in Bible institutes here and there. There's a purpose in life other than saying, well, I just want to relax someplace. There's a purpose that we ought to do. Uh, you know, I, I, I've decided as I approach my life, the end of my life, old, getting older, potential retirement someday, I don't want to live the rest of my life for the pur- and just say, to, in order to be happy or to be comfortable. Or to be relaxed. I want to be continue. I want to continue to let God use me to fulfill the purpose for which He made me. You're young. It's exciting to stand up here and look out at a sea of young people. A few little gray hairs or no hairs here and there in between. Praise God. But look out at a sea of young people and think of the potential. In the room. Young people don't sell out your life to the five guys pulling you the wrong way. And if they've gotten you a step or two and you're here tonight, it's not too late to pull back and say, I'm out. God will help you. God give you strength. And they may, pull, they may have pulled you down and knocked you down and stomped on you a time or two. Don't do that to me. Just pretend. They may pull you down, but hey, you're here. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. 
decide I'm going to serve God today. I'm going to start living for the purpose for which I was created. I want God to do something in my life. I want God to use me. I don't know where or how. I don't know if it's going to be some, I don't know if I'll be pastor in some church or whatever. God's got a plan. And He'll make all that clear to you. So if I don't know the whole plan, well, you, you probably never will get in then. As far as that goes, when I was your age or even 25, I, I had no clue. I couldn't have known what I was going to do, what God wanted me to do in my life. Well, I think I'll surrender to be Bible college vice president. Help be in on the ground floor of three different great Bible colleges as, as we were starting them, getting them going in the country. And uh, do that. And I, I, I think I'll start Bible colleges with my life. That's what I'll do. I couldn't have known that. But it's what God's done to His praise. All it takes is somebody that's willing. Somebody will say, God, I want to fulfill the purpose for which I was created. You say, well, I'll get a job. I'll make a lot of money and I'll have a nicer house than my pastor has or a nicer house than my parents have or a nicer house than... So what? I mean... Someday we're all moving to mansions over there. Last time I read that book. That's not going to be too long. Everything going on in the world now looks like it may be real soon. I mean, I don't know. May not be. We may not finish the service tonight here. We may finish it up there. I don't know. Hear that trumpet call or something. But why don't you decide, I want to live my life for a purpose. For the purpose for which God created me, to glorify Him and bring others to Him, help build His work, help save this country. Father, I pray that You'd help us to stay committed to the purpose for which You created us. God, help us keep sin out of our lives. Every one of us battles it every day. Help us keep sin out of our lives. Help us to live clean and right and righteously and bring honor and glory to You and fulfill the purpose for which You created us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Preacher.